I never grew up with educators that look like myself. So I feel like, honestly, like we are that new wave that make being wise, being smart, being educated cool, right? Wisdom is is a powerful tool, but oftentimes we might neglect it because of who it's coming from, you feel me? But if we can top it up with a young buck and really implant a seed, man, like that's, it's more than just education at that point, you know what I'm saying? What's going on, beautiful people? This is the Let's Grow Together podcast, where diverse individuals and communities come to serve, connect, and grow. Marcus, my brother, check in with the good people. Let them know how you're doing. Family, family. I'm vibing. I'm going to share all this good energy with y'all today, man. Uh, like I was telling, telling James, man, we got back in the gym. Like, today was upper body, man. I'm feeling it. Tomorrow, I'm going to feel it more, but I feel good. It feels good to get back in the swing of things, man. We also had an opportunity to go out to one of the alternative schools we mentor at, man. Beautiful, beautiful. Being able to really pass the baton on to my my young bucks to really run the show, man. And actually had a specific individual who was so bottled up, man. You just knew it was more to him, but he wasn't giving you nothing. But I was able to pull him aside and really sit down, man. And he told me, he was like, this is the first time I've opened up like this in, in a couple of years, man. And bro, like, it just, you feel me? That that why just resonated all over again, man. So again, I'm beyond vibrant, man. It's, it's a beautiful day and I'm excited to connect with y'all uh we have a special guest for y'all but before man james check in how you feeling bro hey man you know me i always try to keep the blessed energy man uh i share the same sentiment with you i haven't been as consistent in the gym as i would like but uh i've been getting back in the flow of things um it's a little bit diff- more difficult for me because it, man if my if i don't go to the gym in the morning the rest of my day just feels off completely bro because uh i typically try to get up at five get that done um, and then get back and get into some other stuff. Cause you know, I meet with the guys every day uh, well, at least Monday through Wednesday. Um, so we're, we're chopping up, we're doing our thing, but today was a great day, man. Um, we all, we actually had our first um, virtual meeting or our virtual group with our remote school that we do business with or that we consult with. And man, it was phenomenal, man. I was telling them, um, you know, our guests offline that, you know, we were with them from 10 o'clock this morning to about 4 PM. Um, it was different sessions, but, Bro, it was just so, man, invigorating to sit there and talk to the youth. Um, And they all shared with us that they had some social issues or like um, some issues with their their, their self-confidence. And like none of them were on camera. Like, you know, obviously me me and Chuck were on camera. We giving the game. Uh, But, you know, we're we're writing down the notes. And they literally said to us, like, because we asked them, like, hey, what are you guys looking to get out of this program? And a lot of them said, like, man, help with my social skills, help with my self-confidence. And, you know, that's exactly what we specialize in. So, man, I'm, I'm, I'm riding a half from that, man. Uh, I talked a little bit about, um, you know, the issues with the rental property, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. I, again, I want to wait till that, that our guest is on, uh, our next guest, not this guest, but the, another one, uh, to talk about that. But I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. I love it. I love it. Well, kudos to you, man, to keep kids engaged from 10 to 4. Like, that's, hey, that's impressive alone, bro. <laughs> Especially well, was, in the break. Like I said, it was different students, so don't get me wrong. It was different students. It was like 10 students in each group, and then we also had their, um, at, there are uh, advocates in the group as well. So uh, we like the advocates thought they were just going to be flies on the wall, but we're like, no, nah, like you're in the media, you're a part of it. So um, I think having the advocates involved um, showed them like, hey, these guys are serious with the information. I um, mean, it was really just relationship building, bro. Like today we, we kept it real high level. Like we didn't get into any of the social emotional learning stuff. Uh, we pretty much were just asking them questions like, you know, what's your favorite movie? Uh, what's your, your favorite foods? Like uh, if you could travel anywhere, where would you go? really just on a relation, relationship building piece um, so we can get the norm and then just asking them like, what are you looking to get out of the program? Because that aim, that arms us uh, with information to go forward. So um, it was super, yeah. they were super attentive, bro. 
Um, but my goal is to have all of them on camera by the end of, uh, you know, the year with them. So. hundred percent, hundred percent. Now I'm mean, I work in a virtual realm as well, man. So I definitely know we're from the crib. So I know, but Hey, I'm excited to hear more about that, bro. I know that's going to be phenomenal, but that's a perfect segue, man, to our guy. Cause uh, man, this, this is Mr. Mentor himself, man, the, the OG, the one who really gave me half the jewels that I have in my bag, man. So I got to give my guy his flowers as we welcome on Mr. Jeff May. Jeff, are you there? Appreciate you, man. Kind words, kind words from a kind man. How y'all doing, brothers? Good to be with All you. Is well. All is well, man. But uh, again, man, beyond excited to really be able to pick your brain, man. And uh, Jeff, can you just give us just some quick just uh, overview just of who Mr. Jeff May is? Man, um, Jeff May is a, is, is a guy that, you know, um, I think was seen when he was younger. Somebody saw me. And somebody provoked me and somebody challenged me and somebody pushed me. Um, so I'm certainly not an example, but I think I am just one bit of a sample, right, of the possibilities, man, that anybody can have and that our young people have within them. So I'm a provoker of youth. I'm a provoker of youth. I'm a provoker of young people. I mean, youth development is not what I do or my job. It's my ministry. It's what I live. It's what I breathe. You feel me? Because without it, I wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, for me, that that's who I am in, in a nutshell. You know what I mean? Not what people call me, but it's just what I live and what I breathe. And that's that's really empowerment of, of young people, uh, you know, to do better, to be better and, and to be the next bridge. You know what I'm saying? Respect, respect. And I can yeah. definitely co-sign. I can definitely co-sign. <laughs> um, but want to hop into the, to just the, yeah. the first uh, portion. We really want you to dive in, man. Uh, again, throughout the whole tenure of me really knowing you, man, I know mentoring was just a big component of you, right? And we just want to talk a little bit. Why is uh, mentoring just so important to you? I just want to hear you dive into that. Oh, man, because none of us would be here without it. Being a mentor is a guide. You know what I mean? Like you need a guide. You know what I mean? People use GPS. People use tracking systems. People use all kinds of things to help them with direction. Um, why not with your life, right? And to have somebody who's invested uh, in your life and in your success, and they don't want anything from you but to succeed, that's key. And I think that's crucial. And we've all had mentors, you know what I mean? We've all had examples, some good, some bad. Uh, but I think what separates a, a, a mentor and an example is that a mentor is committed, right? A mentor is committed to your success because they know that your success uh, is important to their legacy too. You know what I mean? It was no use of us meeting Marcus if Marcus didn't become Marcus. It was no, it was no, what was the use of us having that first conversation? There was no point of us being able to connect and vibe and 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 have some of the connections that we had if it didn't translate to what people are seeing now. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, my resume is nothing if you don't become what you needed to become you know what i'm saying so you know for me mentorship is is a ministry you know what i mean it's about meeting people where they are and leaving them better than you found them they should be a lot better they should be a lot further off they should know more they should be changed they should be affected because they met you man i love that i love that perspective because um part of what we do with our mentoring is you you use the gps example like we use that all the time like you have to meet a person where they are before a person could put in the coordinates of, you know, let's say I'm trying to travel to Los Angeles, like I need to know that I'm starting in Chicago. 
Like I can't, yeah, just, sure. I can't just say uh, I'm about to go to LA and then just randomly appear in LA. So I really love the fact that you said that you, you're meeting students where they are or mentees where they are. Uh, talk a little bit about how you and Marcus, um, how you met and you know what um, impact you had on him and and because just continuing the conversation on the importance of mentoring. Yeah, I mean, you know, first of all, shout out to Chicago. I'm born and raised in Detroit, you know, so we we right across the river, no beef, all family, Midwest in the building, uh, and it's getting cold up there. I know it. Uh, but surprisingly, surprisingly, man, it's, it's October. I was telling Marcus the other day it was fifty, like fifty four degrees and snowing last week, and right now it's like sixty five degrees. So oh, that's a heat wave. Yeah, yeah, Chicago. Okay. So like, you know, I don't know if I should wear shorts or 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 a, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, oh, I'm down here in San Antonio, so you know it's always 70s, always 80s. You know what I'm saying? So I'm 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 used to that now. Yeah. Um, but when before I got to San Antonio, I was in North Carolina, and that's where I met Marcus. And uh, I was the youth development director for Cumberland County Schools. Um, and you know my job was to have 18 or so schools that uh, needed to be turned around, needed to be developed. Uh, students needed to be engaged, parents needed to be engaged, community needed to be galvanized around those schools. So whatever that meant um, that we had to do in order to, you know, improve the graduation rate, uh, improve the amount of kids matriculating to other things, careers, college, you name it. Uh, and, you know, that was a big job and a big task, especially when you're surrounded by folks that don't really have an investment, right? They came into the city to work but they didn't want to be a part of the city. They didn't want to be in the community. And I knew for me, uh, having an HBCU, Fayetteville State University, right down the street, that that was going to be the bridge to, you know, success with these young people that we were working with in these schools. I mean, and some of these schools were tough schools, you know what I mean? Very challenging and rough. Uh, but for me, that was the environment because that's where I came from. You know what I mean? There's some greatness in there, some greatness in those hallways and in those classes. But those kids had a story, just like they had a student ID number behind every student ID number was a story, was a journey, was a history. And if you didn't see that, then those kids weren't vibing with you. And immediately, you know, I connected with the bros of uh, Alpha Phi Alpha on the campus of uh, Fayetteville State University, met this one bro who had a, uh, um, just the way that Marcus was able to talk to young people. Uh, in a way that people who were trained, went to school to do, just couldn't do. Yeah. You, you, you can't learn authenticity. You can't learn care. You can't learn love. You can't learn grit. You either have it or you don't. And he had it and he was hungry and he wanted to eat and he wanted people around him to eat. And that resonated with young people. And for me, it was like, yo, that's it. I need that energy around me. So selfishly, one, I needed the energy around me. Uh, and, and number two, you know, somebody opened doors for me, you know, um, and then some doors weren't open for me. So I knew my job was to pay it forward. So when there was no internship program, we created one. And, you know, I knew I had to tap Mark. He probably don't notice right now. There was no internship program. We had to create it, bro. And we created it because there was a need. You know, this young brother needed the internship and needed to be engaged in something uh, other than what other people were doing the internships in. They really didn't have passion. This brother had a passion. He, he woke up, he went to bed, he breathe through the day thinking about that work uh so it wasn't hard for him uh and I know working with me being an intern for me was probably hectic a lot of times especially when you're full-time student you know you got a job you 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 know and and I'm non-stop 
You know what I mean? Like I, you know, at that point it was just me moving, moving, moving. And, um, you know, Marcus could hang and we were at tables with mayors and at tables with councilmen and, and having lunches and in spaces that he was unfamiliar with. But, you know, I would remind him, me too. Yeah. He would say, man, am I supposed to be here? Well, I'm not, but we here together. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you yeah. understand if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. So yeah. whether you're ready to be at the table or not, you need to be there because once you get up, you should have left a seat for somebody else who looks just like you to pull up to the table and be a part of the conversation too. So um, met him, super impressed with him. Uh, and then he had a master plan. He had a master plan that was bigger than his internship. You know, it was deeper than Fayetteville State. It was deeper than a degree. It was deeper than a job. It was a ministry. It was a passion. It was like, you know, I needed to be a part of that. So we began to bounce ideas off of each other. And a lot of decisions I made within the school district for those schools came from our conversations. And a lot of the things that he wanted to make moves in came from our relationship and doors that needed to be open. So, um, you know, and it birthed mentorship programs. It birthed what we know as roots today. You know what I mean? From what he had as an idea to the conception to now like the vision coming to pass has been truly amazing. But that started with people being able to put their heads together, make a plan um, and, and not be selfish with it. You know what I'm saying? Not be intimidated because he's a younger brother or not be intimidated because, well, he older, he lost touch. Like, no, everybody eats yeah. paid in full. Everybody eats B. Everybody eats. <laughs> and if you at my table, you going to eat. You feel me? <laughs> Yeah, nah, I love it. I love it, man. Just to add a little bit more content, man. Uh, I was real plugged in with career service, man. I'm a firm advocating youth. Yeah. Y'all know everybody on campus, but you don't know the people who give away internships. What's wrong with that? Right. So for me, I was like, yo, I'm I'm at Favor State, but Favor State is going to elevate me to the next level. So, again, I was real, real cool with them. man. they had a state employees credit union internship. They literally paid me three bands to find somebody to, that wanted to be my mentor. I'm like, but this is easy, right? Yeah. And then again, I, I was able to meet May and love the work that he was doing, man. Before I even met him, heard nothing but kudos. I'm like, yo, who is this guy, right? You know what I'm saying? He was a brother we was able to connect. And to this point, man, he was able to really just continue to point to me, develop me. One thing he didn't talk about is, boy, his standards, man, like <laughs> for real, for real, man. Brace to get in my butt. A lot of people don't know, man. He, he has like a, uh, a journal journalist, right? The journalism degree, yeah. Journalism degree. So, man, this man was so articulate. It was just, man, his emails were so crisp. I remember I misspelling stuff. He like, do you use spell check? Like, I'm like, damn, like, I never thought. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. bro, bro really poured into me and developed yeah. me. Yeah, like, heck, man, and I'm able to pay it forward through Roots, man. So kudos. Yeah. But one thing I did just want to touch on with that, man, is developing your brand. That was one thing you pushed to me so much, man. Even, again, when we're at those tables, and again, this is black men in general. And I can speak, especially from a younger generation. A lot of times we're at tables where we're uncomfortable, man. And we're like, yo, do I even deserve to be here, man? We end up talking ourselves out of situations, right? Yeah. Because of that inner voice, right? So you were able to, to always kind of pour into me, even when I needed it. Like, yo, like, I don't really know what they're talking about, but I'm going <laughs> to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. you was able to really pour into me and really hone me in that, man. So I, I really want to hear you talk a little bit more about how important the brand is and what it's done for you. Well, you know, and for me, you listened. That's what made you success. You could have gotten your feelings like, why does dude talking about spell check? Like, I'm like, he would be so excited about something that he created or a PowerPoint or something like that. And I'm like, you know, you that's supposed to be capitalized. You know, that's grammatically. Because I'm going to tell you, that's what they do to us. And if I can't groom you and help you in private, these folks will embarrass you publicly and not care. 
But if I care enough about you, looking you eye to eye to be like, yo, this needs to be better. This needs to be up to par. Because in order for you to get in the door, you got to have your presentation together. I ain't saying fake it. I'm saying you need to be able to play. Get to the league, then you finesse. Get to the league. Uh, and and as far as a brand, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't develop your brand, somebody else is going to take advantage of your brand. Somebody else is going to capitalize off your brand. And that started with me when I was in school at Eastern Michigan University. Like, you know, I was working for college programs and doing a lot of the things we do to make money while we're in school and to offset the debt and things of that nature. And um, I was working with young people, making programs and workshops and sessions. And I realized that, you know, people were getting paid big money to do those sessions. And I was doing it for free. And I was creating them. And somebody else was eating. And I, you know, had to like put my money together with other people to get pizza. I'm like, nah, something's wrong with that. You know what I mean? That's my intellectual property. So I realized that developing a brand is really taking control of your intellectual properties. You know, I'm a believer that your gift will make room for you. You don't have to make room for your gift, but you should also cultivate and protect your gift once you understand what it is. And protecting it means developing that brand. Who are you? What do you offer that nobody else can offer? And how have you honed in on it? Have you created an LLC? Have you protected it? Did you grab a credit card with your company name and not your name, right? Have you got a tax IN number, right? And, and, and not using your social security number. Have you been able to finesse a system that wasn't built for us to succeed, but still here for everybody to eat? And in building and developing your brand means that you got to put time in and nobody else will, right? Because what you offer speaks for you. What you offer is important and what you offer, nobody else can give but you and it ain't free. And the more I develop myself and the more I better myself and the more I elevate myself, man, the price just went up without me blinking. The price just went up. And I'm not going to blink when I say it. The price went up. Everybody talks about inflation, but nobody talks about the fact that people reaching in their pocket. It's only inflation because we pay. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a revolt if we didn't pay. It'll be a like, nah, we ain't paying that. So next. But it's only inflation because we what? We pay. We pay that freight. We do. We pay, we can complain about it all day, but we pay. So my thing is, why wouldn't I treat myself like a business? Every single day I wake up, I need to treat myself like a business, just like I invest in somebody else's business and, you know, PlayStation and Netflix and this, that, and the third, like I'm making all these other entities money because I give time to it. Yeah. How much time am I giving to my own brand, right? How am I developing my own brand so that I can be the captain of my own fate, right? So I can steer my own ship. So for me, that 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 was a huge part of developing your brand. Man, I love every bit of that. Uh, I wanted to let you get that out, but it was a piece. Uh, I love the reverence that you have for Marcus. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. it's just super dope because um, we talked offline and I'm like, Marcus constantly is putting us in pos- or in the same room with people that share the same vision, the same passion, the same yearning for the to develop our youth um and it's this quote um and and how did i think about it it relates more to mentorship than i i I realized but it's uh further far enough ahead to inspire but close enough to relate Mm. Um, and i think Mm. about that when it comes when when you talked about marcus um being able to speak the speak speak the uh language of the students and the young people that he was interacting with because like i said no one can like people can't fake authenticity um 
and, and, and I'm going, I just thought of something else. Like I have a, a contract with DCFS to mentor their youth. And it was very interesting to me that they told me that every other mentorship company that they did business with was 40 year old white men. Mm-hmm. And, and the demographic was majority uh, African-American men. So I'm like, that don't make sense to me that, uh, I mean, it, well, it makes a lot of sense why the kids aren't seeing any results, but, um, but I digress on that, but I just wanted to give kudos to you and Marcus for the relationship that you guys have. Cause it's, it's evident, um, that you guys inspired and helped one another just because of the reverence that you spoke with him. Yeah. And as you're talking to him, I can see a little tear coming down his eye over there. Uh, it's just that's the crispiness of his camera but i'm gonna tell you james you know i i I love marcus and i have a love for marcus and that's going to come forth because i care about him as a person i care about him as a father i care about him as a black man uh and it's it's then easy to to have a mentorship relationship a business relationship you know what i mean i serve on the board uh of his organization you know what i mean like it's easy to do that because i care about him as an individual and uh, he's been tried by fire yeah. Like Marcus went into a place that nobody could go with me and that's to jail. Like a lot of our schools were sending kids to jail because of fights and whatnot, but some of our kids found themselves in jail behind bars mm-hmm. and Marcus was able to go in with me. And the reason why you see 40 year old white men is because they took advantage of somebody not taking advantage of building their brand. Yeah. That's why we made it possible for them to walk in and, and take advantage of it, right? And that's why kids are not locked in. But I saw Marcus talk to a group of young people, realize that all of them, and it goes to your quote, man, you know, being further enough ahead to be able to inspire, but close enough, right? To be able to to have relation, close enough to be able to relate to where they are. He realized all of them listen to NBA Youngboy. When they committed the crimes that they committed, he was able to do that, which I had to sit back at some point and say, yeah, this ain't my lane. Yeah, but I'm gonna learn. You feel what I'm talking about? Like I'm gonna sit back and let him and let him flow. And then it was just like clockwork. It was like clockwork because he had that access. And I tell I tell educators all the time as an educational consultant going around the country, I said, if you don't listen to the music your kids are listening to, then you lost them. If you don't watch what they're watching on TV, if you're not familiar with the culture as it is right now, because it's ever changing, then you ain't really trying to educate. Yeah. You ain't trying to empower. You ain't trying to meet them where they are because you don't even know where they are. Yep. Zone in on their coordinates. Yep. Know where they are. I ain't saying you got to like it because some of it I do. Some of it I do. But some of it I'm like, okay, I'll just listen to it. You know what I mean? Because I need to know how to use the lingo. I need to know how to decode the language. And I realized he had an uncanny ability to be able to do that. <laughs> hey, man, that that was a monumental moment right there. Though, man. I yeah. will never forget that being able to really have a conversation, chop it up with some of the young bucks and literally going one by one asking like, yo, like what, when you was riding out, like what, what you listen to? And literally bro, everybody, the same NBA young boy song. I'm like, y'all don't see something common here. You know what I'm saying? I listen to it too, but I'm not, I'm not swerving out to it. But uh, again, man, being, being able to really relate and have that, that transparent conversation is huge, man. But again, I, I credit me too, man. Cause a lot of people who are a little bit older tend to be stuck in their ways. You know what I'm saying? And May was so, May was, hey, tell me about it. Like, finesse? When, hey, when May learned finesse, I'm talking about, bro, every every group of kids he talk about, too, they say, he say finesse, and they shit up. I'm like, I told you. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was the yeah. give and take component. I remember I told him about the shot game. What? The next day, crispy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was very receptive of the feedback, and I was, too, man. And that's the, the give and take relationship that I think us as black men, we have to hone in on, man. Because it's... And, and matter of fact, that, that segues to the next component, man. Like, 
one thing that you do a phenomenal job at, mate, is bridging the gap, right? So I wanted, I want to just hear you a little bit more, man. When we talk about bridging the generational gap, and I want you to tie in, you know, keep that same energy just on, on the slide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, you know, and the generational gap has all about that give and take. The divide always comes when people think there's no connection, right? When there's no, there's a gap. There's a, there's a gap. Right. Because there is no connection. Um, just as much as I was given to Mark as I was getting from him. Like, yeah, finesse. I'm going to use that word. And I watched how young people responded to that. Well, it broke down the wall. I can get through. I looked at how they looked at my sock game. I looked at how they looked at how I presented and how I referenced pop culture and things of that nature. So I had to stay relevant as a consultant, as a speaker, as somebody who needed to engage youth because I'm not young, as young as them. Right. But keeping that same energy and that young energy around me was important. And as we began to encourage people to keep that same energy, we saw a lot of stuff happening from the George Floyd murder. Right. Where people were like, you know, protesting and marching and doing a a lot of stuff right saying a lot of things posting a lot of hashtags but our call to them was keep that same energy when it's not fashionable and there's no hashtags involved and there's no cameras out there keep that same energy when you're in certain spaces or you're in certain groups or you're around certain people right when it that when it's not cool or when you're in jeopardy or you're at work or you're around your family or you're around your friends keep that same energy if it if it matters to you it should matter tomorrow. If it's important to you, it should be important when ain't nobody else talking about it no more, right? So keeping that same energy, and y'all see the same folk that were like vocal and loud and boisterous, where they at now? The same injustices are going on. The same folks, the same folks that look like us are being murdered and, and, and exterminated and all that other stuff. But like, people don't have that same energy. You feel me? That same energy is in your everyday and how you move how you live, how you think, how you impact the world. So I'm beyond fad, bro. Like it, th this is, this is our fate. This is, this is what we ought to be about. You feel me? Like it's beyond a hashtag. It's beyond a hashtag. So like that was our call to people to keep that same energy uh, that you had at the beginning, you know, all the way through. Yeah. I love that. Um, that's awesome. Um, I, I listen to you speak and I just keep thinking about like, where did, where did this zeal, where did this, this, where did this understanding come from? Because it takes a certain level of self-awareness for you to yeah. sit back and say, all right, I'm not as young as these young kids, but I need to relate to these kids. Like, you know, they see the sock game, you know, I just learned about finesse. Like, where did that, where did that level of self-awareness come from? And, and how did you, um, how did you tune into that? Man, um, uh, 48217. That's the zip code I grew up in. Everybody is now like watching stars and watching BMF, right? And watching Big Meech and Southwest T. That was my neighborhood. I grew up there. Like when everybody's looking and watching a documentary, you hear about Southwest Detroit, like those brothers grew up two blocks away from me. And in that area, either you were or you were not. Either you're going to get ate up or you weren't. You were going to survive. So you had to be very self-aware. You had to know who you were, what you were not. Right. Because they were going to tell you what you were not. You feel me? I had some people around me telling me, you know, you don't belong here. This ain't for you. You know what I mean? You're going to go to college. You're going to do this or you're going to do that or you need to go home. That's where that came from. Right. That street smarts and that book smarts never leaving my street smarts because that was my survival. 
Yeah. That that let me understand who to talk to, who to not talk to, how to read body language, how to know what neighborhoods to go into, how to how to, you know, finagle my conversations, how to switch, how to code switch, how to survive. Then blending it with the book smarts, I understood that got me into doors where I still needed to lean on my street smarts. Right. But that book smarts got me into venues and that street smarts allowed me to eat a little bit more and at a better pace than people around me. Like you may be qualified to me. You probably may be more educated than me. Hell yeah. But you're not going to outwork me. Yeah. Guaranteed. Like, you know, there was a quote that said, you know, both of us get on a treadmill. Two things are going to happen. Either you're going to get off first or I'm going to die. It's just that simple. And And that's that's just the way I live, bro. Like you are not going to outwork me. You are not going to outwork me. If you want to see, let's go. Let's do because nothing was ever given to me. So I've had to always evolve and change and alter and 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 be humble enough to know my way ain't it. Yeah. I need to learn. I need to, to listen to somebody other than my own voice in my own head. Mm, boy, hey, when you put that ego aside, a lot of growth come behind it, man. Yo. I'm trying to tell you, and I, I, I love that. But man, to your work ethic... For real, that, that joint is beyond inspiring, man. All the lives and the impact, man. I remember it, you, you just coming back to favor, you know what I'm saying? And all the yeah. kids in tears. I'm running into to mentees. The first thing they ask me, you still talk to Jeff? I'm like, yeah, man, that's my guy. Like, you know, yeah. so for real, man, just just to, to know the impact and different things associated with that, man, that's, that's beyond huge. And I, again, man, just give your flowers as always. But one thing I, I really want to ask you, man, uh, not only are you beyond solid and a boss within yourself, man, you got a boss within then that partner and that wife, man. So really just that the power couple component. Uh, me and James, I, I, us, us young bucks, you know what I'm saying? We're we, we, we trying to learn from that, man. We, we're we definitely vested in our craft, man. I tell wife out of time, I'm in the trenches right now. But a big thing is, is being able to manage that time, right? To have your head down for the business, the nine to five, the five to nine, but also be able to dedicate time to that family and really pour yeah. into them as well. I know that's uh, a big problem for a lot of people, especially a lot, a lot of black men and even women just from an entrepreneur standpoint. So that life balance, man, I know that's something you always have some gems about. I'd love for you to share some thought process on it. Well, yeah, I mean, wife is a superstar. You know, she's a lieutenant colonel um, getting ready to retire 20 years in, just turned 40. You know what I mean? Like, you know, she had a plan. Um, business owner, you know what I mean? You know, property owner. Um you know, national offices with Delta Sigma Theta, you know what I mean? And just finished her her second master's or MBA uh, through Flegler University of uh, North Carolina, Chapel Hill. That's not easy. You feel what I'm talking about? And like only, you know, under, you know, 6% of females, black females, uh, you know, ascend to the rank of Lieutenant Colonel in the military. You know what I mean? And for her, she did it unapologetically in her way. So I could have been very intimidated and been like, yo, yo she, she too established for me. Right. Somebody got to match your hustle. You got to be with somebody that matches your at y'all want to eat just as much. Right. As as, and you want to see one another eat just as much. Right. Like it's not you. You know, I want to be with somebody who's hungry, not thirsty. Thirsty, you'll go after anything. But when you hungry, you can devise a plan to make sure you're never hungry again. And I think that's where you need to get in those, you know, the, the relationships you need to find. Now, for me, my first marriage, I got married at 23. No cap married at 23 i wanted to recreate something i never saw before i wanted to have something that uh i wanted to recreate and i was i was doing a a project i wasn't looking for a partner i was looking for a project i was looking for somebody who needed me so that i can fulfill some void was very selfish you feel what i'm talking about like it sounds good on paper you know in front of the pastor you know what i mean but like for real for real it was selfish 
And then that's a quick way to outgrow somebody because you didn't know them. You really went there for them in the first place. And for me, I was always a hustler. I always had to go get it. I always had to go eat. I always did se- you know, several things. I was working for the school district. I was full-time on the radio, drive time. You feel what I'm talking about? I was a motivational speaker. I was speaking all over the country and getting all this money. But my marriage was in shambles because I did not take care of my first business, which was my house. You gotta take it. That's your house is your first bit. If you don't have no peace, you will break down. If you don't have support, you will break down. If you don't have that opportunity to go get it and then step back and be a a, a vocal cheer person or a cheerleader in the background, then it, you know, you have no balance in your life. There's some moments I can step back and support. Then there's some moments where I can carry the load. Y'all feel what I'm talking about? Where it's not always on me. You feel what I'm talking about? And I ain't got to explain. I got to go eat. I got to go grind. I got to, if I got to explain to you my grind and shit, you don't know me. You you don't know me. If I got to explain to you what my grind is, then you don't know me. Or I haven't done a great job at being vulnerable with you to let you know why I grind and why I'm pushing but at some point, your first business, your first ministry, your first responsibility is your family, is your household. You have to do that. And that's your foundation. You can't build on a foundation that ain't strong. So, you know, who you lay down with is super important. Who you are intimate with is super important. That is a part of your legacy. You are building a legacy with this person. You feel what I'm talking about? Or you should just be honest with them. Here's what it ain't. I much rather be open. I want to give you the opportunity to choose so nobody's disappointed. Because when people then begin to know your hustle, that's why I've only had, you know, two girlfriends, which equate to two wives. Think about that. Yeah. Because again, who I spend my time with, because I can't get time back. You feel what I'm talking about? I can't get time back. And I shouldn't have to waste a whole lot of time trying to tell you and explain to you why I grind the way I grind. You know, you should be able to be able to help me. I should be able to help you. Uh, and, and for me, I was honest with people. Hey, here's what it is. I'm just, I'm I'm committed. I'm, I'm devoted. I got tunnel vision. Here's what I want to do. Uh, but I know in my first marriage, you know, I missed the mark because I did not cultivate my home. I didn't cultivate my home. And when my home needed me, I wasn't prepared. You feel what I'm talking about? I wasn't prepared. And then that affected my business because, again, I can't build on a foundation that's weak can't build on the foundation this week. So if you get your home right, if you get your level one right, your foundation right, man, you can build you a palace because you're building it not by yourself, but as a team. That's true. Hey, I love that 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 quote that you said. Well, it wasn't a quote, but I'm I'm quoting you where you said, man, you were looking for a project and not a partner. Like, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think oftentimes, like, men and women do that. Like, they mm-hmm. get the person because they see that, um, that person has some potential, but they aren't where they should be or where we believe they should be. So we try to um, put our beliefs off on them or try to help them move a little bit further or faster so that they can meet our pace. But um, in all honesty, you know, I I, I resonate with that um, because in past relationships, that would be me. Um, you know, I'm doing different things, um, entrepreneurial, and I want those same things for, for my partner. And sometimes I think that um, you missed, like you said, you missed the mark because you don't really know that person. Like that person doesn't want to be an entrepreneur. That person doesn't have that same desire. That person wants yeah. a loving wife or they want to do whatever they, they're doing. And it's like, by you forcing someone to be someone that they're not, it's very difficult for that to be sustainable. So um, that portion resonated with me a lot. Um, well, they resent you because you treat yeah. them just like the houses you flip, James. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're supposed to, you're supposed to flip a house, not a woman. Yeah. You're supposed to flip a house, not a partner. Like I'm I love flipping houses because that's a project. Because the house needed some gutters, it needed a floor, it needed this, it needed that, because you saw the potential in it. Yeah. However, you're needed and that's a selfish thing and for guys you know we we've been given tools and stuff like that to play with so we've been uh, accustomed as from a youth to fix stuff yeah right women were given what you like like dolls and some other things you know what i mean like back in the day because they're more nurturing right maybe i should have got the doll yeah maybe i should have got the babies to, to to nurture maybe i'd be a better man you know what I'm saying? Maybe that would equate to better fathers, right? Whereas I don't have to feel needed. Um, we want to feel like we're fixing something, right? But when you look at something and you see that it's broken, then that means something's broken within you. If I keep going to what's broken or I keep viewing people as broken, maybe they're not the issue. Yeah. Maybe they're not the issue. Maybe it's me. Don't disagree at all, man. I don't disagree at all. And I think all of us go through that little phase where, you know, it's, it's 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 this hot girl season for them. What is it for us? You know what I'm saying? Not for, for real. And I think I think every man kind of needs to go through that phase to get that out of him, to be real. And I'm I've learned that. And really, my daughter for me was the turning point where now, like, you are gonna be somebody's queen one day, right? So how I treat your mama is gonna be a direct reflection of, you know what I'm saying, your standards for that. So man, when I tell you. I had to just spend some time alone and just dwell on it prior to her, you know what I'm saying, being conceived. And now to today, man, she, she helps me redefine that standard, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, somebody's daughter is the next one's wife, you know what I'm saying? How how you treat them is big, and I've been able to really reflect on that. And I tell the, the mentees that alone, man, you're dating someone's daughter. How, how would you want someone to treat yours? And a lot of them, it really hits hey, what you're saying. I was going to say, that's funny that you say that, bro, because I remember posting, like, I don't have any kids, but I remember posting on social media one day, like, I just want to be the, a man that makes my daughter proud. Like, I remember saying, mm. I don't even have any kids because I understand the impact of a child being, I mean, a child seeing a certain type of relationship um, between, you know, a mother and a father, because, yeah. you know, we talk about it on the podcast, Mark, is like a child can't be what a child can't see. So if you don't see a healthy relationship between your mother and a father, like, how could you expect the, the child to grow up and have a healthy relationship with their partners. If you see um, a, a father mistreating the mother, like you're going to think that that's all right for a kid to be, you know, a man to mistreat a woman. So it's yeah. just like, it's, it's beyond us. And I, and I love that about, you know, both of you guys just from hearing it is that, you know, you guys are not just operating for yourselves. You're operating for things that are much bigger than you, whether that be, you know, your wife, your spouse, or your kids. So I, I commend yeah. you guys for that. Well, and I and I saw it at Marcus, you know, you know, I was there when, you know, he told me, hey, I'm expecting uh, a baby. And I'm like, wow, like being in that process. And I just asked him how old his daughter was and to to know, like I was there from the beginning and you saw how he prepared. That's one thing I can always say about Marcus. He prepared. He didn't wait for that baby to get here. He was putting moves in place, grinding, hustling, doing intentional things because he had a child coming and he moved different because it was a daughter because he had a daughter like it, it was different it hit different and i could see that in you mark like it was a change it was a change of how you thought how you talk how you view things even how we view the things that we did like yo yo like yo I, wow like it, it's very 
you begin to get nervous. Like, am I going to have to pay it forward? Am I going to have to, like, yeah. I understand now. And he was determined to put his baby girl up on game to where she going to know the game and not be game. You feel yeah. what I'm talking about? Like, you, you, you make a better choice for them. Yeah. You become better for them. And that's 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 the motivation, whether you do it for your children, whether you do it for your spouse. But like it's a different vibe and a bit different hunger that comes when you have children. And I've, I've seen it in friends of mine. I've seen it even when I work with youth. You see what they're missing. You see yeah. what they wanted. And they're able to tell me things they can't tell their fathers and their mothers. And that's what they wanted. They yeah. wanted that stability. You feel me? Because they don't want to repeat history. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now Marcus, Marcus, he a one man. Cause even uh, when we were connecting offline, uh, he was talking about going to the gym. In my head, I'm like, dang, who gonna watch Avery? And sure enough, she at the gym with him. <laughs> so yeah. like, yeah. So I'm like, he's showing, he's laying the groundwork for her, mm -hmm. and I love that. I love to see it. Yeah. Hey, I, I appreciate it. But again, man, it all boils down to to mentorship too, man. I that we talked about it, reach that, pour that. But I'm a firm believer, and you need somebody outside of that household to be able to pour into you. I mean, to have mentors, James, for you to be able to mentor some of these youth who they aren't your biological kids, man. But for a lot of them, man, you might spend more time with them than they biological pops. You know what I'm saying? So this mission we're on, man, we we got to be diligent. You know what I'm saying? And again, I always give my flowers. I always pay homage. But it's very important for us to continue to sacrifice our egos and pay it forward as well. You know what I'm saying? And give the next brother their flowers. So again, man, hey, this is this was a good sentimental moment. I ain't shed no tear like James said, but you know, <laughs> I, 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 I definitely felt it though. But again, man, family, I hope y'all took a lot from this conversation, man. This is an immaculate brother. Y'all please oh. stay connected with him. We'll be sure to share his information as well too, man. Um, but as always, man, family, we are let's grow together. That's what we're all about. Continue to grow, flourish, uh, and thrive together, man. But Jeff, what, what what message do you have to send them home with before we close it on that? Man, if you want better, do better. If you want better, do better. Like, it's just that simple. You know, create a new history. Start a new pattern. Start a new generational pattern. You can do it right now, right? And it starts with your mindset. It starts with your mindset. Get out of the fixed mindset. Get into the growth mindset. And once you begin to do that, you have broken the code. You have broken the code to manifesting things in your life. You've broken the code to being able to break the habits and break the cycles and still respect where people are. But create a new pattern. Create a new way. Start a new trend. You know what I'm saying? Create a new lifestyle. If you want better, do better. Go eat. I love that. I love that. Uh, oh. If you're looking for something to believe in, why not yourself? You know what I mean? That's it, man. You're right there. Hey. You're right there. Jeff, let the beautiful people know where they can find you at. Hey, man, blessings, man. It's Jeff May Jr. Uh, 06 uh, on Instagram. They can find me there. Uh, also, JeffMayJr.com. That's the website. So um, hit me there. Those two places on Instagram. It's my name, uh, 06 uh, and JeffMayJr.com. They can find me there, man. I just would love to help. You know, tap in with me. Let me know how I can help, how I can assist. But you brothers are a blessing, a blessing to the culture and a blessing to everybody um, who's, who's hearing you, who's watching you. Like, y'all keep pushing. Keep pushing because it matters. Appreciate it matters. It. it matters. Every day, every planning, all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes before people even see you on this podcast, it matters. And what you move in your everyday life, it matters. So I love both of y'all, man. Whatever I can do, let me know. Keep in touch. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. 
And then we're going to close out with that. But as always, again, let's grow together, family. Y'all be blessed. <laughs>